Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And I am live. I'm all by myself. Sorry, I did say I wouldn't sing again. So apologies about that. But I am on my own, all by myself. This week, it's been impossible for me and Ben to get together to record the episode. I've had my daughter's birthday. He's had his daughter's birthday. He's gone down the villa. Yes, he's gone down the villa. He's prioritised watching the villa in the Europa Tim Pot trophy or something. Apologies to Villa fans. It is, at least they're in Europe. But yeah, he's not here with me today. It's just me on my own. So um, I'm going to carry on regardless on my own. So I thought I'd take advantage of that and choose what I wanted to do on the episode. So it's going to be a mishmash of everything. It's going to be... A couple of uh, a look back at a couple of old episodes. Uh, I'm going to choose three episodes that I thought were, that were really, really good and really pertinent. It's looking at the mental health awareness week. So a little bit of now that's what we call couch to coached. Uh, we're going to have a look at the Strava League. Don't worry, we will still do the Strava League. We'll still do our shout outs. Ben has sent me some sound bites or something, that's what you call them anyway, to go along with this episode. So he has been able to send me something. So it'll be a bit of a different episode today. But bear with me, and hopefully we will get through this together. So first up, let's have a listen to some past episodes. So way back in May, six months ago, myself and Ben, we met multiple times during the week. I think he was sick of the sight on me by the end of the week. Um, just to have a look at Mental Health Awareness Week. We had three special guests on. We had Dave Morton, friend to the show, friend to both of me and Ben. We had Joe Laplana, uh, who is a nurse, and he talked about his running experience and also his mental health during COVID. And then last but by no means least, we had Tom, the mental health runner, who again talked about running and his mental health as well. So let's have a listen at them three episodes. And we are live on Mental Again. Health Awareness Week. Mental Health Awareness Week. And we are here. What is Mental Health Awareness Week, Rob? So it's an awareness week for mental health. I think it's just, it gives a focus for people to think about their own mental health and listen out to what people are doing with their own mental health to improve their own mental health. Uh, And it's just, I think it's really important that we do focus on mental health. Uh, Because physical health, you break a leg, you go to the hospital, you get it fixed. People know that. They go to A&E and sorted. Mental health has a massive impact on people's lives. And some people don't know or won't know how to get help so it's about raising awareness for people that are out there that are suffering with mental health troubles 
maybe anxiety, maybe depression, maybe anything like bipolar or schizophrenia. It's just about raising awareness to say, yeah. let's help out there. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's something that people need to do more of, isn't it? Is talking about mental health, yeah. um, which is why we decided to put um, this episode uh, that you, we've got for you today and all the other episodes that you hopefully will hear uh, mm-hmm. as the week progresses. Mental Health Awareness Week runs from the 15th to the 21st of May. It does. Um, and there's some great material on mentalhealth.org.uk um, if you want to find out more information about Mental Health Awareness Week. So first episode this week is... Dave Morton, our main Dave. So let's have a listen to Dave. So we're here, Mental Health Awareness Week, from the 15th to the 21st of May, 2023. So this is episode one of a series of mental health awareness raising podcasts for the Couch to Coached running podcast. And we are here with myself, obviously, and Ben. Obviously. I'm here, I'm here with myself. Did you just I'm here say with that? myself. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but we're also here with a friend to the show. He's been mentioned a few times. We've been, a, bit, a bit of banter, a bit of ribbing. <laughs> I'll, be for, I'll be looking forward to this one. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Arsenal fan, <laughs> Dave Morton. How you doing, Dave? Good. Good evening, both. You all right? You all right, gents? Yeah, we're good. All, we're good. All good. All good. All good. We are- all good. Happy to be here. We are. I mean, Rob's just mentioned it there. We're going to talk about it because we've talked about it on some of the past episodes. But we are we are recording this at the point where Man City have just overtaken Arsenal in the Premier League, aren't they? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought the the rule was we weren't going to talk about that. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got to mention it briefly. <laughs> We can, okay. we can either talk about the football or we could talk about your uh, appearance on the, the Strava leaderboard. We'll get those two points out of the way first. Okay, we'll talk about the football, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just for the listeners, I'm just trying to put a bit of context into it for you. So, go on. Um, did, did, did you watch the football today and over the last few days? I have, but um, I'm not not really interested in it. It's Champions League is there, so um, no, it's not really. It's irrelevant now, isn't it? So yeah. we'll, we'll quickly move on before he starts giving me a ribbon about Villa never winning anything and not being in the Champions League. So, Dave, come on, why why are you here? Let's let's find out a little bit about you. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, for the, for the wider audience, uh, for those not on the obviously on the league, um, Dave Morton. Um, I know Ben from from my old on part of the um, the British Army, in particular the military police, um, and I've kind of served for the past twenty years. Um, I've, I've been to a variety of sort of places, locations, and that. Tell tell us about your running and. What got you interested in the running? Is it always something that you've been interested in and you just started doing it a bit more recently? So so for me, I'm very much a big I like I like setting targets or challenges. I, I previously ran uh, the London Marathon, um, the Berlin Marathon, um, obviously over in Germany. Um, I set kind of targets for them, and, and that's where I kind of caught the buzz uh, around it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. That's what kind of got me hooked on it, understanding the, the, the mindset you need to be in for a marathon, the conditioning, the build-up, your sort of eating plan. Um, I like them. I like sort of targets. And um, I'll be honest, your, your podcast kind of, 
brought it out in me with the with the league as well. Um, you the kind of get the, the competitiveness. Yeah, the competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Which no doubt we'll talk about that that very famous week um, shortly <laughs> when the, uh, <laughs> I reached the top. Um, famous but, week. That famous yeah. week, I thought we'd lost you. I didn't think we'd get you on this episode. You're in since. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I weren't in the best way come the weekend, put it that way. But um, yeah, I think it's the competitiveness. Um, there's so much more to sort of run in now. Um, the, the structure, understanding your um, uh, sort of uh, your your way of running. Um, I think it's brilliant. I think it's 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 brilliant to have those sort of targets and goals in your head that you want to achieve because you work towards that. Um, that's just that's just how it kind of works best for me. We're here for Mental Health Awareness Week. Mm. Uh, we've talked about running. Uh, how does running impact on your mental health? And talk. Let's talk about your mental health if, if you're happy to do that, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, one of the the other sort of reasons just coming on the podcast. Um, I probably wouldn't have come out and, and really spoken about this before. I had um, uh, experienced a bit of burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mental sort of exhaustion uh, through work. And, and this was during the sort of COVID times, you know, when everyone's kind of working from home, um, working on their laptops. Um, I was very much new um, in, in a job role, um, what I was taking on. Um, so I was away from senior management, working from home. And in essence, I kind of, the job overtook me, overtook my sort of, my life with the family sort of wise, overtook my fitness uh, and everything like that. I found myself kind of working from like, I'd get up at six in the morning, um, log on, um, and then I wouldn't finish till like eight, nine at night, um, go to bed. And then uh, I knew it was kind of, bad for me when um laying in bed at midnight and it may sound weird coming out of this i couldn't wait for it to get to like six seven o'clock so i could get up in the morning again because i had work to do and um in essence i just let it pile on so the the kind of knock-on effect for that for me um was just by not saying no taking on too much so during those sort of covid times when you're away from the colleagues try and impress, trying to do too much. Yeah. In essence, I, I ended up going the opposite way and, and burning myself completely out and, and, and not making mistakes, but, but struggling. And um, I massively struggled. I stopped doing um, my fitness. So you know, what we talked about earlier with the, um, the fitness sort of PT schedules, when, when obviously COVID hit, everyone was, a lot of people working from home on their laptops. So it, it was down to yourself do your own fitness you had that sort of time where you couldn't even go out um as such so you were doing your own sort of fitness so work kind of took over my life and it took over my my personal sort of life over partner now danny and um it just wasn't nice in essence i was sat in front of a computer and it was kind of like the matrix that was coming down on the screen you know all the numbers when they come on the screen it just wasn't making sense uh, and it kind of it got to a point where um and um, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful to have a um, Danny. Um, I just, oh, I just, I just burst out. I just, I just said, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm struggling. I'm, and and lo and behold, so lucky for me, I had her to, to kind of reach out and then reach back to me unit and say, look, he won't say it, but 
he is really struggling uh, with work and and thankfully once my management knew and all that because I kept it away from them because I didn't want it to see as a week and struggling and that sort of stuff um they were brilliant they were absolutely brilliant they were really supportive um and it just kind of put it into context and uh, I I kind of had a I then put in leave away from the military um I had a couple of weeks and that's where I kind of my running came back into it how my sort of passion for running again um I kind of, bearing in mind I'd done those marathons before and done all that sort of fizz, I really kind of fell in love with it again, getting out of the house, closing the laptop down, not working, um, or working sort of uh, in, a, in a structured sort of format. But um, it was one of those sort of, uh, probably the darkest sort of time. Then, bear in mind I've served over in like Afghan, um, yeah. worked out like on the front line where it's, um, where you've got um, lots of sort of, bad sort of stuff going on this was probably like my my worst sort of moment that i think the the biggest part was my my daughter um esme was around and she was on on leave and i was sat in front of a computer and i should have been off um and it was through it wasn't through anyone's fault but but my own self-induced sort of pressure but i found myself sat there working and and she was off on her holidays and putting it in sort of perspective that should have been time with her and yeah. and 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 thankfully Danny kind of reached in and 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 very much helped me and I'm really lucky like on that sort of front mm. so so that's Dave let's have a listen to Joe here second episode of mental health awareness week uh, and we've got a very special guest something i've been really looking forward to meeting and talking to met him before in the past probably doesn't remember me i was a junior member of staff then i was quite new in role as an infection prevention and control nurse we've got joe joe how are you hello i'm i'm okay i'm looking forward to our conversation and and talk about about my running and all this mental health and and raise awareness about um, the fantastic help that running can be. So, introduce yourself, Joe. Give us a bit of information about you, what you do, uh, who you are, yeah, where you um, come from, where you live currently, and what you're doing currently. Yeah, I live currently in in, in Chesterfield, um, but I work in Sheffield. But as you can see, this is not a Yorkshire accent. Um, I was born in, in Spain um, many months ago, and I did nursing, but I couldn't find a job. And then uh, 23 years ago, I decided to um, pack my bags and try to pursue my dream of being a nurse here in the United Kingdom. And I landed in um, in, in Luton on bonfire in that year 2000. And I thought that was the best reception that could ever have. You know, all the fireworks and everything. It was, thank you very much. There, here I come. And I only came for six months. Um, but 23 years later, I had a fantastic career here in the NHS. Um, I work uh, now for NHS England, um, trying to I support uh, a youngster with learning disabilities and autism uh, to try to um, gain some valuable skills and get a job in the NHS that we have currently over 100,000 vacancies. But in the past, well, I'm still a nurse, always a nurse, and I'm very proud of being a nurse, and, and, and that's um, who I am now. Brilliant. So talk to us. We're a running podcast, so... We know that you run. We know that you run because we watch you. I watch you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't stalk you. Don't worry. Uh, I know it's at running at Roaring Nurse on Instagram. Um, yeah. So talk to us a bit about your running background. When did it start? 
Well, uh, I started um, when I was young. Um, my my family has always been a, quite an, a elite family. My brother was very good, and I I was not. Um, I used to be always quite overweight, but I used to tag along to everything that my that my dad and my brother used to do. Used to do a lot of 10k, and I used to tag along and and. I was doing okay, but never been good. Then um, I left it. Um, then um, I became um, older and, and things, and I didn't do any sports. And then uh, I came to England. And um, when I had uh, my first problem with mental health, um, well, I got divorced. Um, I got out of my divorce and everything, and. And one of the things that I did was to join a running club, and I, at that point, was in Sheffield, and that's how I became also involved with running. And it was was my first um, steam um, onto the pleasures of running, and and I, I did I did okay, but then I got injured, um, got an injury, the things that happened, and also I left it, and also got very busy at work, and and um, and family, and and it was very difficult to juggle everything, and uh, but then. Um, Life moves on and everything. Uh, then I have, um, I had, I was um, redeployed as, as a nurse. Everybody know what happened in 2021, 2022. Um, I was working as a senior nurse um, in the Sheffield Teaching Hospital. And obviously, um, non-essential projects, I was working in quality improvement were um, stopped and I was redeployed. And um, they redeployed me to work um, in the intensive care in the ICU, in the COVID ICU, in um, in the Hallam Hospital, where all the COVID patients were there. That was very tough, um, mentally, um, physically. Uh, it was like a roller coaster. Um, I, uh, there, there was a lot of uh, feelings and emotions, um, or, or I think on steroids, um, everything I was going from happiness because somebody was waking up to sadness the following moment because somebody passed away to anxiety because suddenly one of my gloves uh, had broken and I didn't know if COVID was coming or, or no. And it was constantly on the edge, also very lonely uh, because I didn't belong to that unit. I didn't know that many people and I spent 12 hours, 12, 13 hours every day, just seeing a pair of eyes and the, and the patients and everything. And and I was there for a long time. Uh, and the first and second wave. And I my mental health deteriorated um, because of all these emotions, because I was not very good at expressing myself. Um, you know, I come from Spain, it's a, quite a macho culture. If you ask um, any boy, it's changing a bit, but when I was uh, when I was growing up, everybody wants to be a footballer or a matador. You know, this image that uh, you need, to, you know, in front of the bull and, and uh, be a man and all these uh, typical stereotypes. I mean, I never learned how to talk about feelings. I never know um, how to offload. And what I did, it was like a sponge. I would keep absorbing all these emotions. I never, I never take them out. And at one point, I became saturated. And then I started having anxiety attacks. Um, my unit was absolutely amazing. I had a psychologist there, and we were working on things and everything. But I did manage to carry on working and everything. But it was a point that um, I was having nightmares at, um, at night. I was um, having mood swings, anxieties, and everything. I wasn't able to, to sleep. Uh, and I, I was having um, nearly daily conversations with my therapist. And then he um, 
he told me that um, I was having symptoms of PTSD. Uh, and he then started recommended, and we working very hard on hope to offload all these feelings. And I did try to work a lot of techniques like um, relaxations. I couldn't, I couldn't relax at all. Uh, yoga, I couldn't do yoga at all because I, I'm, I, I'm like a wooden man. I cannot bend anything and uh, I couldn't do anything. And then, um, and then they said, well, I'm running out of options. The, the next option is to start your own medication, Joe, and say, but why don't you try running? Um, I was quite overweight, to, to be honest. I put uh, quite a lot of stones and everything. And the merely thought to start running again horrifies um, uh, me. But then I put in a, 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 on one side, well, it's medication or running. Um, I, I don't have any other options. Yeah. And then say, well, let's, let's give it a go. And... I did have a go at running. Um, I think I tried to run um, outside because one of the things that we could do uh, during COVID yeah, and everything. So you're allowed to go out uh, for half an hour or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and to be honest, the following day I couldn't move. Mm. It was so painful. Everyone was aching. Everything was aching. But I persevered. And suddenly, um, one night I went to bed and I slept for eight hours. Yeah. With no um, with no interruption, it was the first time in nearly twelve months that my body was so knackered because of the running that uh, overcome my anxiety, overcome my um, my uh, mood swings and everything, and I was able to sleep for eight hours, and that was a changing life moment. Mm. Um, that fact that my suddenly my body was a bit more refreshed and everything, my mind was a bit more clear. I managed to break that circle. Of uh, of anxiety and and brain fog and everything, and then suddenly I say wow, um, and then also I was starting to enjoy the running because at the beginning if you're not used to run it's quite painful, yeah. especially if you do it on your own. Yeah. Um, but I was starting to find a space, a space that I, I felt free to cry. I felt free. Nobody was judging me. Nobody was looking at me. I felt free to. To, to have the space where suddenly all my thoughts that they were bouncing constantly about the, my brain from side to side, I was able to, um, because my, my body and my brain was um, um, was focused on my breathing and on running and everything, suddenly my brain went quiet. Yeah. And, and for the first time in a long time that my brain was not focusing on my thought, was focusing on my on, on my body and everything. Yeah. And I'm, I, I found that space, that half an hour I was running, completely um, uh, uh, the space that I couldn't find when with relaxation when I think I found my my space was I, I was able to start offloading and also um, I was able to to follow to listen some music and everything I was all this I was on my own bubble mm. uh, and that also got me hooked yeah. and, and then obviously it was there's a moment that you break the barrier of pain the call then that then you start being seeing the results and everything, and then um, you compete about yourself. You you know you um, you become a bit faster and everything. That was normally February. That was on February March 2021, and then I think the first time that I tried to run 5K was around end of February, and I think that I did nearly 45 minutes or 50 minutes, something like that. Uh, um, but the fact that I finished 5K. You know, I got the Garmin and everything. I felt so proud. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I felt um, the, the experience of exhilarating. And uh, uh, and then it took me 
two days of rest to, to be able to run again. But uh, that circle and that healing of my body was getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. And, and I was able to, uh, also I was losing weight. Um, that also was a bonus. I was, um, I was feeling um, lighter and everything. And that's why um, I got hooked in, into the running. Uh... Again, another really good episode that was. Really enjoyed doing that episode with Joe. And last but my no means least to say is Tom, the mental health runner. Let's have a listen to Tom. We're here, the third interview of Mental Health Awareness Week. And I'm really looking forward to this one as well. Uh, we said that about Joe on Wednesday and really looking forward to this this podcast. He's been in the pipeline for a, a while and we've been holding it back, holding it back for Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, so we have Tom. So uh, Tom, if you want to introduce yourself. Hello. Uh, yes, so I am Tom. I'm also known as the mental health runner. Um, and I've pretty much dedicated my life outside of my day job as a mechanical engineer um, to helping people with their mental health um, to hopefully inspire other people to see running as not an activity where you go for a run and be the fastest person in the world or that kind of thing. It's just purely you go for a run because you enjoy it. Um, but also to try something new uh, in regards to your mental health uh, recovery and, and ongoing uh, recovery. As we are in Mental Health Awareness Week, um, I don't know if you want to talk about your mental health and how I'm a mental health nurse by background. Um, so I see how running benefits a lot of people. So if you yeah. want to talk about your mental health and what got you into running. Yeah, sure. So um, my running background all kind of came as a fluke, to be honest, and it was a last chance um, for survival, to be completely honest. Um, my mental health deteriorated quite significantly after my uh, I finished my degree in mechanical engineering. And five years before that, uh, my sadly lost my brother, um, who um, unfortunately passed away due to cancer. Um, but we were always a tight family and, and Will, uh, the middle child of, of us three, um, was always the village idiot for us, made us laugh, made us giggle and was that support that I needed. Um, right the way through school because school was horrific um, all the way from the age of four to about 17. Um, I was really horrifically bullied. Um, right, okay. I used to have to hide. I got beaten up quite often. I had to sprint to school, run home from school. Um, and it was the complete opposite at home. You know, the home was safe. You know, family are fantastic. Mum and dad, incredible people. My brother's incredible people themselves. And, and um, yeah, so it all kind of came to fruition after my degree um and my mental health deteriorated quite significantly um to the point where i'd start to hear things i'd have these audible hallucinations mm. and it wasn't like when uh how to describe it like an internal monologue you know mm. like what am i gonna have for tea tonight or is this the right way to go home and you know those kind of things yeah. uh, it was like yourself was just shout abuse at me um quite horrific things um it was that real um, and then I didn't, again, I didn't tell anyone because I just thought this is the way I was wired. This is the way that maybe I'm supposed to be. And uh, mental health wasn't really well discussed when I was at school. No, um, no. It wasn't really anything we talked about at home. And mm. it wasn't something we didn't talk about because we didn't believe in it. It just never came up in subject. Yeah. Um, my whole family are... Uh, in the armed forces in some in some facility in some way um so again i felt i couldn't open up because my dad for example in every 
conflict the UK's been in since the Falklands War. Mm. So I felt I couldn't open up because he might have gone through his own problems and my problems won't level up to what he might be experiencing. Um, so again, yeah, it, it got worse where I then start to um, lose control. I'd enter psychosis where these voices would tell me to smash windows, rip doors off hinges, smash the house up, um, and, and even to, to self-harm. And it wasn't like a I've made myself do it. This thing had control of me. This mm. entity had control, and um, it led me down a really dark path um, later on. Um, unfortunately, where um, before that point, I then started to see things. So these would be things real, as if as if I'm looking at you right now. Yeah, um, yeah. It was. Um, I, I'd see my brother. I'd see my brother who sadly passed away. Um, but I'd be looking at him square in the eyes. It was mm. that real. It wasn't like when you're tired, you see something in the corner of your, your mm. eyes. Mm. I was staring point blank at him. Um, and then, yeah, and unfortunately, from from that point, um, my partner, Amber, who who is incredible, my, my wife, um, her bags were packed and she was literally walking out the, the door because I, I put her through hell. She didn't sign up mm. for this when she, when she um, became a partner. And, you know, I got on both my knees grabbed her by the hands and I just begged for her to stay and being the incredible person she is, she just said, yes, you know, I'll stay, but you've got to get some help. Mm. So next day went to my GP and then I was signed off work. Um, and I got that umbrella diagnosis of depression. And it was the first time where I knew something was wrong then. And I saw it as like my engine light has come on on my dashboard. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's because of my engineering background. That's how I yeah. saw it. By some miraculous hope, I found running. <laughs> um, and and it was a pure fluke. Um, my partner was going to, well, I'll use her name, Amber, was going to um, some carer sessions by the charity Rethink. And we, um, I'd, I'd take her, I'd sit in the car, let her do a thing and then come back. And... She said to me one day, look, we want to get you in the same room with other people who, who might be suffering. And, you know, I laughed in her face. And even to this day, her face, as she, as she burst into tears, um, haunts me. It does. It, it really does haunt me because she really wanted to try something new. Mm. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this for you because I've put you through hell. I need to do something for you. Yeah. And I'm really glad I did because I met this guy called David and he has the same diagnosis that I have. So at this point, I was formally diagnosed through my psychiatrist um, with social anxiety disorder, PTSD, and uh, borderline personality disorder. Yeah. And this guy uh, was a mechanical engineering apprentice, like where I started out. Okay. Um, he then graduated university, started his own business, and basically was one of the contractors to help build the Burj Khalifa, the, oh, the wow. biggest building in the planet. Mm. And that was the seed that I needed of, if he did that with the same diagnosis as I have, what's stopping me from doing something incredible? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I literally turned to Amber, said, what can I do? You're right about this. What can I do now? And she bought me a pair, a six pound pair of trainers from Prime. <laughs> um, Still got them there. Yeah, they're in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're still in my cupboard. Um, and a really bad pair of um, headphones um, from Poundland. And I can tell you now, I did not keep them. They didn't even last <laughs> one run. Um, I think they gave me tinnitus more than just the loud music did. Um, 
And better yeah, off running without music anyway. I'm a firm believer well, that. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Just podcasts. <laughs> I was going to say podcast about it. Yeah, podcast, <laughs> that's it, exactly. Um, and yeah, that, that first run, it, it really did nearly kill me. Um, you know, I nearly passed out. I'd literally just run down the bottom of the street. Um, I was 26 and a half stone. I was about 150 kilos. Mm. Um, and I walked back thinking to myself, why did I do that? What what benefits is going to give me? By the time I got home and sat down and realized what I did, I felt incredible. And I really mm. had that um, that run happy vitamin, you know what I mean? That really that yeah, that buzz. smile. That buzz. Yeah. So I thought, where can I go with this? And I literally Googled 10K. And the first one that came up was Rochdale 10K. So there you go. Three episodes, three three fantastic episodes, I would say. Really enjoyed doing every single one of them episodes. And something that's really close to my heart, being a psychiatric nurse, how running can have a positive impact on your mental health and also your physical health and i'm sure we will we talk about it quite often on the on the on the podcast talk about how mental health has an impact but i'm sure we will continue to talk about it and hopefully this time next year in may we will also do another mental health awareness week the couch to coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players if you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We are two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. This episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel. Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, support your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. You go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. Strava leaderboard. This is weird. This is really weird, doing it all on my own. But anyway, so, Strava Leaderboard this week. 
so from last week, so Monday to Sunday last week, in third position, we have Jared Horn with 53.7 miles. So well done to Jared. In second spot, it's lovely to see this person back on the Strava leaderboard. Alicia Gilbert with 55.6 miles. Long time no see, Alicia. Let us know, get in contact with us. Let us know what you're training for. I'm presuming you're training for something with that amount of miles in a week. And then top of the shop with 62.9 miles. Well done to Morgan. This week, from Monday to Thursday, with 37.8 miles, well done to Penny Massey. Again, Penny, let us know if you're training for something. Martin Pratt came in second with 43.4. Again, Martin, if you're training for something, please reach out and let us know. And top of the shop with 43.8, it's Pat Buckingham. And Pat, the same goes for you. Let us know if you're training for something. We are going to do shout out of the week. So shout out of the week. Let's have a listen to Ben's shout out of the week. So my um, shout out this week from Strava is Chris Moles. Um, Chris is someone that I used to coach. And whilst I was coaching him towards the end uh, of my coaching, he he picked up various uh, injuries which we think was due to his uh, work. He's a plumber, uh, Chris Moles Apollo Plumbing. A cheeky little shout-out for that business as well, if you want to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> um, he has returned to running and hopefully is back at his running. And um, he was supposed to be doing Manchester Half Marathon um, before he got injured. Sadly, couldn't do that. Um, but I know he had big plans to do Manchester marathon in april so shout out to chris could see you back running on strava doing some miles build it up nice and slowly um be patient because we've got plenty of time before manchester and we'll keep looking out for you on strava mate so well done to chris chris fantastic running uh and you are ben's shout out of the week this week my shout out of the week goes to gareth jones so the reason I'm giving Gareth this shout out of the week is because last week on the 5th, November the 5th, which is on Sunday, he ran New York Marathon. So well done, Gareth. And he did a fantastic time as well of three hours and 40 minutes and 37 seconds. That's what he says on Strava. So I'm not entirely sure if that's what the actual official time was. Do let us know. Please let us know what your official time was. You ran it with Mickey B. From Both of you are from Stonemaster Marathoners, so absolutely fantastic. And you also got a couple more runs in as well. So you went on around New York Central Park. So absolutely fantastic. Well done to Gareth. Uh, let us know how your training went for New York Marathon. I know you've already done it, but let us know how your training went. And if you've got any top tips for us on training for a marathon, because I've got a marathon coming up, and Ben has, in april next year so let us know if you've got any valuable tips that you can share with us so uh, there you go there are the two shout outs so well done to Kareth and well done to chris so let's have a look at the couch to coached challenge last week uh, ben set the challenge it was over bronze silver gold and platinum so for bronze you had to run for 12 minutes for silver, he had to run for 12 kilometers. For gold, he had to run 12 miles. And for platinum, he had to do 12 hill reps. And 
there are lots and lots of people that did it. I think this is the best response that we've had. It was all kicked off by Tony Brown, who did it on the Saturday. He did a bronze effort, so well done to, to Tony. And throughout the week, we had a lot of people getting involved. So shout out to Rebecca, uh, very, very dedicated. She wasn't planning on doing a 10K plan for another eight weeks, but got involved and managed to do 12K along with Coach Bedford. So well done to Kieran and Rebecca. Ken Shenton, he did his. Uh, we had a lot of other people doing it as well. But the winner this week, I get to announce the winner this week. Ben's not here. So I'm taking advantage. I'm going to be announcing the winner. So the winner this week, this chap started the week off on the Saturday and throughout the whole of the week managed to do the bronze, the silver, the gold, and also the platinum. So well done to Tony Brown. Fantastic running all week, Tony. Uh, and there will be a prize coming out to you. I actually sent out the prizes to Alice and Alex, Alice Dudley and Alex Main and also Kieran from... The previous winners, they was posted out a couple of days ago, so hopefully they've got their their prize. So, Tony, keep an eye out on the post. You will be getting your prize soon. And Alice and Alex and Kieran and Tony, when you get your prize, please take some pictures and share on Instagram the lovely prizes that you have won and show everybody in the Strava League and who listen to the podcast what prizes they could be winning in the future if they get involved in the C2C challenge. So, we have got another challenge. I don't know what it is yet. I haven't listened to this. So this is what Ben is setting for you to do this week. This week's challenge is a tasty one. It is going to be called The Great Escape. So the Great Escape is going to follow the format of a race, which I think is called Escape from London, where um, people that have entered the race basically have to run as far as they can away from the centre of London, I believe, in 24 hours or something like that. Um, no, we're not challenging you to run for 24 hours. But what we're going to do is we are going to give you 20 minutes where you need to run as far away as you possibly can from your starting point. Uh, that starting point can be anywhere you like, but you've got 20 minutes to record one single activity of you running t for 20 minutes and getting as far away from that starting point as possible. The only rule is that you're not allowed to run along the same road more than once. That means there's no loops, uh, you have to run one single line or one single road or different roads, but you're not allowed to run over the same road twice. And you've got 20 minutes to escape from your starting location. The Great Escape. Challenge yourself to do it. The Couch to Coach Challenge and target, uh, name your Strava workouts as hashtag CTC Challenge. I have completed the Great Escape. Um, and we will be announcing the winner next week. Enjoy. Hmm, interesting. Sounded a bit like you then. Hmm, interesting one that was. So the great escape. So starting point, run for 20 minutes and get as far away from that starting point as you can. But can't go over the same road more than once. And then put it on Strava and put it in the discussions of the 
couch to coached Strava League and hashtag C2C challenge, I completed the Great Escape. And not only put it on your Strava, but if you do do the Great Escape C2C challenge, put it on your Instagram or Facebook and tag us in. If you do a story, if you do a reel, if you do a post, let us know. Tag us in. And like I said, we will announce the winner this time next week. So get out there and try to get as far away as you can from your starting point. Do, 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 do. Five with listeners. Do, 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 do. Five with listeners. This week, we've got something that I've talked about before on the show, on the podcast. He hasn't actually been on. We are planning on getting him on to the podcast to talk to, about, talk to him about his book that he has written and that I've read. Uh, it is Sean Kashmarski. So we've had an opportunity to speak to him uh, and these are his answers to five with the listeners. Question number one. What's your name, who, slash what club do you run for? Hey guys, and thank you very much for letting me be a part of your newest feature on your podcast. My name is Sean Kashmarski, and for many years, I was a member of the Denby Dale Travelers Running Club. However, because my fitness journey or my running journey has evolved into me doing triathlons, I am currently the newest member of the Wakefield Triathlon Club. Question number two. What are your current running goals? Now, I've never been a runner who's concerned about finishing times or how fast I run. However, over the last six months, I have been trying to increase my speed during my runs. So my current running goal is to become a faster runner. I'm also thinking about having to relearn how to ride my bike and how to relearn how to swim and those pesky transition areas. So my running goal is a bit of a mixed bag of a whole bunch of things that I'm really trying to improve. Question number three. How is your training going? Now I think my training is going really great. I've actually introduced strides to my running sessions thanks to understanding what they are after listening to your podcast. I feel stronger. I feel that I have improved my actual times. However, I won't know until I go to my next park run, maybe this Saturday, or I enter a 10K race, which I will do in early 2024. And this one, question number four, is a regular question we ask all of our guests. What are your current PBs at 5K, 10K, half marathon, and marathon. So my current 5K PB is 29 minutes and 39 seconds. My 10K PB is one hour, five minutes and 24 seconds. My half marathon PB is two hours, 38 minutes and 50 seconds. My marathon PB is seven hours, seven minutes and 23 seconds. And I'll throw this one in as well. My current 50K ultra marathon PB is 10 hours, 29 minutes and 24 seconds. 
Now, all of my PBs are quite lengthy in time, but I finished them. Question number five. What is your best tip you can give to someone about running, either starting running or just running in general? If I'm honest, I don't feel like I'm in a position to give any runner any tips about running. However, I do feel comfortable giving a top tip to anybody who's thinking of starting their running journey or on the cusp of starting their own fitness journey. And that top tip is, please do not let a health scare be a catalyst for you to start your running or fitness journey. I had a health scare that forced me to start my running journey. Don't be like me. You can start your journey tonight, tomorrow, with a few steps. Your future self will thank you. And the last question is your chance to ask the question. So what is your question and who is it for? Now there's one thing that I use on all my runs. That is music. Now I'm impartial to a good club remix dance tune with lots of bass that gets me pumped up before a race and I use during a run. So my question to you both is, what songs are on your playlist and what genre of music do you use to pump yourself up before a big race or during a run? Thanks again for allowing me to answer these questions. Cheers, Sean. So before we answer the question, I'm going to give you another opportunity just to talk to us about the book and talk to the listeners about your YouTube channel too. Hi, Sean here again. Now, if you are a slow runner like me or a grassroots first-time runner and need some motivation, have I got a book for you. It's my book. It is called Just Finish, Don't Think You Can, Know You Can. It chronicles my journey from being a non-runner to running a 50K Ultra. Now, you can get a soft cover copy and a Kindle copy on Amazon. But if you want to save some money, if you search Pay Him for Just Finish and share it on your social media, you'll get 50% off. Also, I'm really interested in hearing your Just Finish story, so please reach out and connect with me via YouTube by searching Sean Speaks on YouTube or on my Instagram, which is Sean Speaks on YouTube. So I really look forward to hearing your stories and... I really do want you to have a look at my book, so I'm going to donate two copies to the Coach to Coach podcast for them to give away. I really look forward to hearing your Just Finished stories, so let's connect. So let's answer his question. What do we listen to in regards to music and what do we listen to to pump us up? before we go for a race. Let's have a listen to Ben's answer. Oh, Sean, that is a tough question, mate. Um, to be honest, I don't listen to music when I'm running, very rarely. Um, I, If I listen to anything when I'm running, I listen to podcasts. Um, but pumping myself up for big races, I'm a massive Oasis fan. I love a bit of Oasis. Um, 
I love uh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters are one of my favourite bands, so I do like to listen to a bit of Foo Fighters. Um, and also, if I want something a bit more uh, upbeat, um, I like Chase and Status as well. So those are probably the three that I would turn to to sync myself up for a big race or big session. Um, but when you're actually running, you can't beat the sound of nature or the passing traffic. So Oasis, I like to listen to Oasis as well, but I'm similar to Ben. I don't really listen to music when I go out running. I tend to listen to podcasts. Uh, I listen to the Parenting Help podcast with Josh Whitaker and Rob Beckett. But I think I mentioned it on, on the show a couple of weeks ago when I ran Manchester Marathon, half marathon, sorry. Um, I listened to music and I believe that's what motivated me through. So what I did is just I on Spotify. So shout out to Spotify. If you listen to podcasts, you want to sponsor the podcast, please let us know. But on Spotify, I search for nine minute mile playlist. And it gives me loads and loads of songs with the beats of Nine Minute Mile. And I believe that really helped me to get me through the Manchester Half Marathon and got my PB because I had that in my ear all the way around and it really motivated me. Normally, I like to listen to quite slow songs. I'm quite a soppy get. I like to listen to love songs and things like that and things like people like Robbie Williams. But that day, I think I really needed some motivation and Put it into my Spotify nine minute mile. So that's a top tip. If you're ever wanting to get a PB, and I think I said it a couple of episodes ago, it's feet beats per minute and feet per minute. It gives you that pace setting, I believe, for the beat of the music, and it really helps you with your running. So that is the kind of music that I listen to to fit with my pace that I want to go. Thank you, Sean. And as, as Sean has said, he is giving two books away. Two of his book that I've read. It is a very good book. See, I can say book as many times as I want to and not take and not get the mic taken out of me by Ben. So if you want to get an opportunity to win that book, have a look on Instagram because we will be posting really, really soon on how you can win a copy of Sean's book, Just Finish. We are at the end of the episode. I do apologize. Bit of a weird episode just me on my own but i have enjoyed it hope you've enjoyed it too um i must admit i have missed the dodgy brummy lad ben so hopefully this time next week we'll be back to normal and me and ben will be back on the podcast if you have enjoyed this podcast let me know might think about bringing out my own podcast sorry ben you can have the ken and ben show it'll just be the rob show so like i say this time next week back to normal Uh, me and Ben, and we will see you all later. See you later.